The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, wow. Powerful. Powerful, half powerful hour. half hour. Um, Austin Eubanks joined us the last half hour, survivor of the 1999 uh, Columbine shooting. Very, you know, upfront with uh, what became his addiction to uh, opioids that were, were prescribed to deal with the pain from the, his wounds that he suffered mm-hmm. when he was shot uh, during that in his uh, in his leg and his and his hand. Um, but doing um, lots of work now to help others who are going through. Um, major event challenges uh, like like he has. So there was a really great article in The Guardian um, that was uh, published today. And if you Google Austin Eubanks, E-U-B-A-N-K-S, and the title is You'll Be Changed Forever, it's mm-hmm. a great read if you get a chance to do it again. You can follow him on Twitter at Eubanks Austin. And he just did a TED Talk as well, so it'll be interesting to sit down and watch that. Yeah, well-spoken, well-informed. Great perspective. Uh, I, should we lighten things up? You know what? Can I just? Can we just do this? Sure. Just you know, for a second. You know, we talk about um, oftentimes in situations uh, like this, and we hear the the shooter's name. I'm not even sure if we've mentioned, it, and I don't care to right now. Mm-hmm. We know that he's 19 years old, and we talk about um, the, very rarely the victims mm-hmm. get mentioned. Yep. And there were some. Um, incredible stories of heroism that are that are coming out uh the football coach yep. the football coach who was also acting as a security guard at the school and he was on his golf cart and when he heard these pops going and someone said oh no those are firecrackers and he said no 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 they're gunshots and he ran in and he put himself between the shooter and other students and saved the lives of some of his students and he pushed he, one girl into a classroom to get her out of yeah. the line of fire and uh, he he has he has died from from his injuries and as well there was a geography uh, teacher who opened the door to let some of these students in um, to get out of the line of fire and as he was closing the door one of the bullets came through and uh, and hit him and and killed him but we have soccer stars we have um, basketball stars we have uh, swimming stars we have band club members and you go through that list of of the names you know Jamie Gutenberg and Luke Hoyer and Gina Montalo a 14 year old freshman she was on the school's winter guard team or Carmen Shentroop uh, 2017 National Merit Scholar semifinalist Meadow Pollock she was plan- planning to go to university next year Joaquim Oliver Alina Petty Kara Lulgren Alex Shader, Scott Beige. Those are the names that we don't hear about oftentimes in mm-hmm. cases like that, and I just thought it important. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I need to regroup a little bit here. What would you like to talk These, about? Well, they're, they're tough days, right? Mm-hmm. And even though you've, you've gone through it before, and you at home, at work, in your car listening, we've all gone through this. My gosh, we just went through it a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Even though it keeps happening, it doesn't necessarily get easier. It doesn't get easier. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not complaining um, from a personal perspective. I'll just tell you that it's frustrating and discouraging 
to continually have the same conversation over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I was so glad that Austin was able to join us because just to have a different narrative, I've never heard that conversation before. Yeah. And I, I, well, like he I said, enjoyed it. He said oftentimes, he says, it gets split into two camps. It's yes. the gun control camp and it's the mental health camp. And believe me, both of them have to be looked at yes. and, and dealt with. But to hear what he had to say and and how he has found his way through a really, really dark time and is helping others now and, and his thoughts on what needs to be done is was poignant. You bet. It was very poignant. So, ugh. I'm sure we'll be replaying that over the weekend mm-hmm. as part of our Saturday show. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Chedville, for uh, letting us deal with that. This was um, just quickly a, an Olympics update. Oh, sure. And this one was, has been bizarre. You've been hearing about hey, the... Canada won uh, their first game. Canada yep, men's... Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. <laughs> and... and Handily. Oh, did they? Yeah, Good. they were 2 nothing uh, within minutes of the first period. Well, we got a gold, a silver, and a bronze nice. overnight as well in the uh, men's 10,000-meter speed skating at the uh, silver in the luge relay. <laughs> yeah, the luge relay. <laughs> relay, yeah. Wait a second. What does that mean? There's a luge relay? Yeah. The luge is a luge track. How do you make it a relay uh... race? Never mind. We got a medal. I'll take yep. it. And a bronze um, in the pairs event um, in skating. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was fantastic. But the high winds causing grief. We've been talking about that on the yeah. ski hills. But 16 people were injured by the high winds at the Olympics. Yeah, volunteers, uh, staff, and a couple of spectators mm-hmm. injured by high winds. We were talking to Morley about that yesterday as to what they're going to do if they run out of time to hold some of these events because winds have been a real factor. They've had to reschedule a number of the outdoor events. It's the Winter Olympics, so naturally a lot. <laughs> A lot of the sports are outdoors, right? <laughs> um, here's uh, here's the latest update from uh, Pyeongchang. Ted Jan Blumen won Canada's first Olympic gold medal in the men's 10,000 meters in long track speed skating, setting an Olympic record time of 12 minutes, 39.11 seconds. The only Canadian to win a medal in the 10K before today was a bronze by Frank Stack back in 1932. Canada has earned its second Olympic luge medal on the same week it captured its very first medal in the sport. The team of single sliders Alex Goff and Sam Edney and doubles duo Tristan Watt and Justin Smith raced to silver in a time of 2 minutes 24.872 seconds in the team relay event. Rene Bork and Wojtek Volski scored twice and Derek Roy had three assists as the Canadian men's hockey team opened its Olympic campaign by beating Switzerland 5-1. Ottawa's Rachel Holman opened her first Olympic curling tournament with a pair of tough round-robin losses. Holman's team fell 8-6 to South Korea and 7-6 in an extra end to Sweden. Okay, here's your update. So we'll see what happens overnight tonight. Haven't been watching much. We've been watching it. Sorry, that was my fault. We've been watching it uh, every night. But, you know, last night we watched uh, Canada and uh, I want to say Norway curling. And we sort of switched back between CBC and NBC to see the coverage. The problem, of course, as we've talked about all week long, is the time difference, right? So you you start. it's hard to watch a game with great interest or a, a sport that you know the answer to. So, I mean, you know who won, right? Pardon me? What are you laughing oh, at? Well, just a couple, sorry, a couple of texts ah, came in. Fine. Someone was explaining the relay luge. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so one luge goes across. Woman, the female sled goes down first. Uh-huh. Then once the first sled crosses the finish line, the sled with guy goes down, and then the last sled is the double man luge. <laughs> Hey, how about that text? Uh, last night, oh no, sorry, it's a Harley from Viking. Yeah. Uh, the most amazing thing about men's curling is finding uh, out that many men know how to use a broom. Ah, 
thank you. I miss the days of, not that I've ever played, but I liked watching it and hearing the flap, flap, you know, of the uh, the broom on the on the ice. I was uh, telling Carol last night that when I first started curling, it was with a straw broom. Yeah. And we thought it was the most remarkable thing when they came up with a cloth broom because they, <laughs> you left fewer pieces of straw on the yeah. ice, which was impeding the progress and the curl of the uh, rocks. Uh, but then they, you know, and I think it started you know, in Norway or Sweden or one of those uh, countries where they came up with this broom that they use now, which is just even more remarkable, uh, just a back and forth motion instead of that. But that was one of those things. It's sort of like, you know, a speed bag uh, in boxing where you have to really get into a rhythm to make mm-hmm. that uh, that bag move and make that noise that you you know so so well. And with a broom, they, to get that flap, 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 and to be able to do it, was, mm. it took a while. Uh, basically, sweeping now can be taught pretty easily with the brooms they have just oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i thought you were talking about sweeping like the kitchen no oh, that no. can't be taught my no. wife's tried for years <laughs> with no success whatsoever i was sweeping at 605 this morning mm. i had to um get up early i had to go to a thing this morning and um my cleaning lady was coming today <laughs> so i had nice. to clean, clean up well yeah before you gotta, before Michelle came gotta over. Got to make sure it's uh, clean before the yeah. cleaning lady gets there. No, yeah. isn't that just bizarre? Don't want to have her starting rumors about you. Uh, hey, real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I, I don't think we talked about it on air at all, uh. Uh, this Canada Post thing. But I want to just say really quickly, um, because I know a lot of you follow me on Twitter, and many of you have sort of weighed in on this, but uh, yeah, I just posted a video. Well, I didn't post a video. I, I posted a screenshot, a, a screen grab from a couple of days ago. We had somebody at Canada Post. It's happened before. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it on the show, and you guys are saying that you're dealing with it as well. Right, and and and, we, and that's what we heard when we talked about it. And it, the screen grab was of a Canada Post guy, but the actual video, which I watched with my doorbell camera was the guy walk up to the door although oddly with the parcel in his hand a small box um but in his other hand was the uh, notification that we weren't home (laughs) so he walked up with both uh he stood there and sort of filled out a couple of more things and then put it on the doorknob and left um i was literally 25 feet from him in the kitchen and my phone gave me a notification that there'd been motion so I just looked down at my phone and saw the live feed of him jumping in his truck and driving away. But had he knocked on the door or rang the doorbell, I certainly would have heard it. I was literally just a couple yeah. of car lengths away from him. He didn't. I don't even know why he brought the box up to the door. So I just tweeted, hey, Canada Post, you know, why do your guys, right, uh, do that? Why don't they deliver the package? Whatever my tweet was. And, and I want to say, not in defense of Canada Post, but sort of as an uh, add-on to this story. They've been in touch with me constantly over the last two days. And and what it's come down to is nationally they got hold of me first saying, let's see the video, uh, or asking to see the video, and asking what my address is, and mm-hmm. all on private messages. And now it's come down to the local uh, superintendent for the uh, the outlet that services my neighborhood, and he's asking to see the video. And, and I'm not going to send it to him. And I'll tell you why I'm not going to send it to him. Because the problem is systemic. It has nothing to do... Or with it doesn't, one guy. It doesn't specifically have yeah. to do with this one guy. Because since... 
tweeting that, I've gotten so many replies, and they continue to come in. Every few minutes, somebody else tells a story, posts a picture, Mm -hmm. that none of the Canada Post people make any sort of effort to actually deliver a parcel. And I'm sorry, Canada Post, for saying it out loud, but I just did. Because I'm telling you that when we bring it up on the show, when I tweeted Uh about it, when I talk to my friends about it, that's what I hear every time. And that at busier times of the year, like Christmas, it's even worse. So... I'm not going to send the video to him. I will reply to him. I'm not going to send the video to him because I'm not going to ruin one guy's day because he happened to be the guy that got caught in yeah. my video, I, I'm I'm going to put it back to him that, you, listen, you need to look at all your carriers. You need to talk to yeah. everyone. There has to be a reason. You must know how many parcels have to be picked up at a postal outlet after delivery was failed, and you must be able to look at that number and go, hey, what are the odds 90% of people aren't home? I would also suggest to Canada Post, and if you're listening, Mr. Local Canada Post mm-hmm. man, which you might be, mm-hmm. um, go on Twitter. Yeah. Do hashtag Canada Post because in the last look, 24 yeah. hours, I have seen two other people post the exact same thing. And, you know, I, I guess as a word of warning to everyone who delivers anything these days, more and more people, myself uh. included, now have these doorbell cameras. So we're we're keeping video or seeing video of your attempts or lack thereof <laughs> to deliver parcels. And that should be a warning to all you parcel thieves as well, that there's a, pretty much every other house has a doorbell camera now. So uh. these are going to keep springing up, right? And like I say, I'm not looking to ruin one guy's job. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for Canada Post to realize that there's a bigger problem here. Your carriers are basically not delivering parcels, and it's an intricate component of your business. Back-to-back texts here, completely opposite, but yep, home, and no knock or doorbell, but a note on the door. Yeah. And this one says, our Canada Post service delivers mail and parcels right to our door every time. Perfect. So, hey, lucky for you, but there's a lot of folks who are home and not getting the knock or the doorbell ring. That's right. All right, uh, 320 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. A quick break, back with more right after this. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I, I shouldn't even be laughing about this, Jalen Nye. I feel uninformed. I suspect that you're more informed on this than I, uh, oh, I am. Uh, the Australian... Uh, Prime Minister uh, making a statement uh, today and and here's what he said. He has said ministers regardless of whether or not they're married or single must not engage in sexual relations with their staff. He said it's a a new rule that his cabinet Uh must now adhere to and I guess uh, his deputy minister uh, Barnaby Joyce has been uh, in uh, some sort of scandal, I think he's been married. He was married 24 years, has children, and then it was discovered he, I think, got a member of his staff pregnant. Well, he he hooked up and has a relationship with uh, one of the members of uh, his office. And, the, the and reason, she's she's going to have a baby in April. There you go. So and you know they've called for his resignation and uh, he's refused to resign. And there was a couple of motions made in both houses of whatever their houses are over there in Australia. I think they're the same as ours uh, that were defeated. Um, but it's like I often say to you, uh, you shouldn't have to put a memo out at well, any point to wear pants. You, you you shouldn't have to. But the fact of the matter is, is this stuff happens all the time. It's ridiculous. It happens all the time. And there are offices in Edmonton right now. Actually, 
It has happened in this office where there have been uh, relationships developed. Affairs, we're uh, talking well, about. Well, you know. Because relationships are one well, thing. If neither one's married and... Okay, then I won't say... Yeah. I won't... I will say relationships. I won't say affairs. Okay. Um, but I'll say, how about this? My dad, my stepmom was my dad's secretary. Really? Like, really? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Knew you that. knew that. Wow, yeah, but wow. it happens all the time. Well, I, people work long hours close yeah, together yeah, and they form whatever. But I mean... you got to re- be aware of the ramifications. Well, particularly when you're a politician. And I'm not saying... I, I'm not of the they should be held to a higher standard, although I know many of you believe that. Uh, I'm not even using that argument. What I'm saying is if you're Just. in... If you have a public profile, if you, you depend uh. for your career to get to garner the support of the public Uh. if you're somebody who an affair might end their career you should maybe not do it you should maybe not do it my father-in-law once told my husband this is a long long time ago because he (laughs) ran a little oil company and coach worked for him for you know a summer and he apparently had a little bit of a crush on the secretary and my father-in-law told him <laughs> straight out, and you've heard it before, you don't oh, yeah. dip the yeah, company, yeah, yeah. whatever. You don't in, dip the pen in company dip the ink. ink. That's right. There's a whole bunch of different ways of saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that that is very, very good advice. It absolutely is. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.